here tonight, I couldn't help but I thought, thought about what Brother Davis said one time. He said he went to the intensive care and said he had a black surface church, had a mother there, and said she was on her deathbed. He said, actually, she had, had quit breathing. He said, when he steps into that room where that daughter's at, he said she's over that mother. And she said, Mama, breathe. Mama, breathe. And said, for a moment, said, I kind of just stood back, waited, she said, but. Amen. That daughter was so determined about it and telling her to breathe. He said, all of a sudden, he said, I slipped up by that bed. And he said, he in just a minute. He said, I, I join in with her. Come on, mama, breathe. Come on, mama, breathe. Hey, I'm telling you something. God wants to breathe in this apostolic church. But he's looking for somebody who says, you know what? I believe it can breathe. I believe it can overcome. I believe we can be victorious. We're willing, amen, to stand in the gap. We're willing to take on the, the, the fiery darts of the enemy. Because we got a shield. Amen. A shield that will protect us. It's wrapped up in Jesus tonight. It may be Wednesday night. But I'd bring my babies and put them in the hands of Jesus. The disciples tried to get them not to. But Jesus took out time to pick them and take them in his hands and put them in his lap. And Jesus could do more right here in five seconds than all the specialists in the world, all the medication in the world, and everybody that died knows. I'm telling you, he'll get it right, honey. He'll get it right. You and I have just got to have enough faith, enough confidence and trust in him. When we come and put it in his hands, you got it, God. And I believe it's going to be a change starting tonight. And you work out the process. It's all about you anyway. It's all about your glory. It's all about your name. It's all about your kingdom. It's all about your church. It's not my church. It's his church. You're his people, not mine. You're his people. You're bearing his name. You're washed by his blood. You're filled by his spirit. Hallelujah. His kingdom. His kingdom. It's going to be an everlasting kingdom. This kingdom's going to tear down every other kingdom. It doesn't matter how great and mighty the word known upon this earth. Amen. That stone that was hewed out of the side of that mountain. Amen. It came down and slew at the foot of that, that statue. And all the metals in the, the building of that statue was, had a greater substance than just stone or clay, if you please. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, when God's in it, hallelujah, when God's got a hold of it. Hallelujah. That's a reason David could take one little smooth stone. He picked up five. Amen. And people's got different opinions and ideas and all this. And J.S.U.S and all this other stuff I don't know hallelujah but I know one thing he had he, he had all he needed to, he knew what he had tried and proven why, why, why don't we just go back to some things that's been tried and proven why don't we go back to some old landmarks why don't we go back to some old brush hoppers why don't we go back to some old fashioned prayer meetings and old fashioned moves of God who tells me you can't have a move of God on Wednesday night drive that mess out of your mind Praise God. We believe in child. Hallelujah. Well, we love you tonight. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for your response. That's right.
That's right. Praise God. <laughs> Woo! You want to tell it? Come on, you tell it. I'm going to stand up here and turn around so everybody can hear this. I probably don't need that. <laughs> it's up to you. All right. Uh, Watch things like that when this God, when you call on him in Jesus' name and what we're going to practice tonight in just a few minutes, in that lovely name of Jesus that can take a black heart and make it white as snow. We believe that, don't we? You know why? Because we've experienced it. We know for ourselves what this God can and will do. He's in the healing business. He's in the saving business. He's in the delivering business. The pandemic didn't shut heaven down, ladies and gentlemen. It didn't shut the kingdom of God down. It's still just as strong and powerful as it's ever been. I'm ready to see it happen in Bendale, Mississippi. How about you? Praise God. Praise God. All right. Anyone else? right
This is one thing I've been trying to get us across to us. I'm sick. I don't want to do it today. It's going to take a sacrifice. Guess what happened? And it's your worst day. You feel like this is not the day. This is not the convenient time. But God says, oh, yes, it is. If I'm going to get the glory and I'm going to get the praise, it's got to be on your worst day. It's got to be on your bad day. It's whatever you don't have really no hope in yourself. Hallelujah. But you put it all in me because I'll make a way where the seed will be no way. I'll open up doors and windows and pour out my blood. And the devil can't stop it. The government can't stop it. And nobody else can. When God gets ready to bless you, honey, he can bless you. Man, we serve an awesome God tonight. My goodness, we serve an awesome God. Anybody else? Man, we have some, we have some different services around here now. Praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? All right. Pray for those transmissions. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. Sister Tammy. right right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Got to keep on going on this road right here. It's going to be worth the journey. It's going to be worth the fight. To hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. All right. Praise God. I think I told him a little bit about it. Did I tell somebody about Cohen, my son, grandson, the youngest son? Anyway, you know, at one time they thought he had cancer and all this stuff. I didn't tell you all about that. You know? you know. Anyway, they suspected that. Anyway, uh, let, let me, I, I tell you, let me, 
let me put it this much. He's kind of caught me off guard. Yeah, I might have to think a second, but anyway. <laughs> Amen. They, they, he is having some symptoms. He's having fever and infections and things just kept flaring up. And uh, one night, actually, they sent him to USA. Y'all remember this? It's been six, seven months ago. They sent him to USA and all that stuff, you know, and they had him believing he had all this other junk and anything. But anyway, he kept on. He come back up two or three more times. Finally, Lindsay kind of got tired, I guess, of dealing with something. So she went back to one of the uh, oldest doctor uh, back there, uh, Dr. DuPont. And uh, so when she brought all the medical papers in and all the reports and everything, and she told everything that went on, uh, Dr. DuPont told her, he said, hey, he don't have no cancer, but let me tell you this. She said, this wouldn't happen medically. She said, with all the reports you've just given me and all I'm looking at here, he had cancer, but he doesn't now. And so, so, you know, they were saying, hey, we know that God just stepped in on that scene and, and took that out. And so we give him the glory for it tonight. Praise God. And I apologize if I didn't really tell that. I thought I did one time. But anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a good God. He's an all-time God. He knows what he's doing. We're praying his will. You know what? But he needs a people that's willing to go through the process. Uh, you just, you just hang on. You'll see what I'm talking about. So let's hang on. Let's trust and believe in the Lord tonight. Praise God. Anyone else? All right. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I want to take just a few minutes and then we're going to, uh, I'm not going to run past time. I know it's a busy time and things of that nature. And we're going to have plenty of time to, uh, we're going to baptize Brother Keith and Sister Lori uh, tonight. And I just felt impressed to the Lord to just briefly kind of go over that. Uh, uh, it's just amazing how the Lord works and he, he, he works in such a miraculous way. But I thought it would, you know, it would do us good to hear it and be refreshed, amen, about being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and the importance of it. And uh, sometimes we're not careful. We let these things slip away from us. And we don't hear it. And um, so for some of you, it may be old hats. Maybe it's not so for some. Some, it may be uh, your first time to really hear this. And uh, I won't take long. I'm going to try to just briefly. I probably won't go through everything I've got. won't have really the time. But I'd like to take just a few minutes because we believe this is essential. We, it's a must. It's a must. Jesus taught this. Peter taught this. Paul taught this. Amen. As far as the foundation. And that's to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You must be born again of the water and the spirit. And so I felt strongly today. Uh, I started to go back on where I was let, let off last Wednesday night, but I kept feeling a little nudging and going this direction. Maybe the Lord knew all this is going to unfold and wouldn't really have this much time as we may would, would like to have. So, and that's great. I, I don't have no problem. I want God to be God. This is His church. I, I want, he knows how to feed you better than I do. I can tell you that right now. Praise God. He knows how to bring it all together. But I want us to make sure that we stay anchored and refreshed. Amen. In this doctrine and the foundation, the plan, uh, the plan itself. And, and there's more than one reason my wife had mentioned to me just a few days ago and someone else since then hallelujah how that there's a bunch and several that's beginning to really pop up out there that claims to be put across claims to have the holy ghost claims to be baptized in jesus name and the majority of a big portion of these are actually ones that's left the church Amen. And so now they're going out there still claiming the same foundation. But uh, if you've seen them, you just understand. And I'm not trying to be ugly here, but if you saw them, you just understand what I'm saying. Amen. You know, when the, when the women look like men, 
things of that nature. I mean, you know, it's just anyway. And so we got to make sure we stay on this. This is right. And this is the word of God. And so that's, that's why I want to take a few minutes, if you don't mind. I'm not going to be lengthy. Hallelujah. Because I, I'm really looking forward to this baptism tonight. Amen. God's power. And I pray today. said, God, the Holy Ghost, you baptize that place. And amen. The Lord blesses us. We build a new church. We're going to get that baptism place where it leads to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where we can stay with the music and the, all the other together. You know, I, I hate we have to go to the other building and all that stuff. But, but until then, you know, that's better than trying to go to the creek. I just have to admit, okay, that's, that's better than going to the creek. I can promise you that. Uh, the last time I took somebody to the creek, uh, amen, it's a good thing it was Preston Ford. Hallelujah. We'd have both probably drowned it. <laughs> amen. I kid you not. But anyway, I want to look at that for just a minute. You don't even have to stand, but we'll start. We know where we're going to start is as apostolics and Pentecostals, Acts 2. Uh, amen. This is where it starts. And, and if I don't have a chance to cover all of it, we know that all the way through the book of Acts, we know that everybody, every nation, every people, amen, comes under this and experience this uh, by the hand of Peter, amen, uh, of this uh, in filling of the Holy Ghost and baptism in Jesus name. This is the only formula whereby we must be baptized. But I want us to remember the power of it and, and, and the, the results of it and, and the outcome of it. Amen. The process is started in our lives when we're baptized in Jesus' name. I, I am a firm believer that once you're baptized in Jesus' name, amen, you, you apply the blood and you start the blood. To, and from that moment on, I believe, even when you transgress, has anybody ever, you know, sinned since you got the Holy Ghost and sinned since you've been baptized? In Jesus' name. Well, God bless all of you that hadn't, but us few that have. Amen. Thank God for the blood. It was activated and we confessed and God washed us again. Amen. But you got to confess. But if you do that because the blood has been applied, it washes us again. And thank God we plead the blood. That's something we used to really do back, you know, 40 years ago. There was a lot of pleading the blood, pleading the blood over our families. And there's some still do that. Amen. They understood that. They, they realized that. They plead the blood over the children. They plead the blood over the families. Amen. There's power in the blood. I believe there is a, the, with the blood itself, amen, are just some things. Uh, my wife never sings a song, the devil just can't cross that. Whenever you plead the blood and, and understand about it, uh, amen, this is how we're washed and made whole. So for just a minute here tonight, I'd like to take a few minutes, amen, and we're just going to talk about this a little bit and use some scriptures and, and things of that nature. And I may just highlight some of them since uh, for time's sake. And, but uh, we, we understand and realize how important it is. Now, this is on the day of Pentecost. Amen. When it fully come that Peter, amen, is standing, he's a preaching, amen, always, and I won't go back and read the whole chapter, they just won't let me, allow me the time one, but you, I want you to catch a few things. Number one, the eleven was standing with Peter. What that is telling us in the scriptures means that they're in a, a hundred percent agreement with what the apostle Peter is preaching and what he's instructing them and what he's telling them so they're all in agreement because all of them couldn't be preaching and talking at the same time so Peter was the one that had the keys Peter was a chosen vessel amen and after he was converted Paul talked about Jesus told him that so after this conversion you're going to see here on the day of Pentecost he's the one that's preaching to them he's instructing them this is in the Bible amen we believe and stand with the word of God I'm telling you people 
people need to go back to the word of God and read the scriptures for yourself. Jesus Christ himself said you got to believe on him as the scriptures have taught. Amen. You can't just make some kind of mental or some kind of lip service that you believe on him and that you're going to be saved and you know and God's just going to work everything out when you get on the other side regardless of how you live and done. No. He even told the Jews he said except you believe on him as the scriptures have said. If you don't believe that he is he then you're going to die in your sins. And so as we watch this even with Peter he stands on the day of Pentecost and I'm going to rehearse some of this. I'm going to slow down. We're going to read some of it because I want you to really, you know, to let this be inscribed in your heart, your mind, and spirit. I pray for our Sunday school teachers that at God's anointing and the power of God would get a hold of them. That in our children, amen, in their hearts and their minds and spirit, amen, every Sunday morning that this would be embedded and in, 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 ingrained into their hearts and their minds and spirit. That when they go out in the highways and the byways that the thief wouldn't be able to take it from them. Amen. People out there that can twist and distort the word of God. Hallelujah. Make it sound another direction. No, there's some things that need to be anchored and established and settled. Hallelujah. You got, you got to have your mind made up, your spirit made up, your soul made up. Hallelujah. That I'm not for sale. This is the gospel. This is the truth. I, I really, I didn't ask for permission, but I'm sure Brother Keith says, Lord, won't mind. But uh, after service Sunday night, we got to talking. I'll just be honest with you. As soon as that was over with, I said, Lord, I'm going to just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I already pondered about baptism. And when to baptize them and things of that nature. And I said, you know what? I'm going to wait. I said, I'm going to see what they have to say about it. I said, you know, this is just kind of, you know, uh, I know. And sure enough, so we, we kind of stood around and waited. And everybody done pretty well left. There just a handful of us, Brother Brennan, Brother Andrew, a couple others was here. And we got talking about it. And then all of a sudden, Brother Keith said, hey, what about baptism? <laughs> and I thought myself, and I didn't say this out loud. And I tried not to express it. And say, yep, here we go. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So, so I knew. I said, hey, there's no doubt. I mean, hey, that, they got the Holy Ghost. They got a touch of God in this place. And here it is already. Amen. So, and it went from that. And we just kept on talking. And even the story she mentioned a little later on, she said, you know, I left here when I was 17 years old. She said, but I never, it never got out, it never got away from me. It was always there. Didn't matter where I went, what I got involved in and all this other. She said, this was always there. So teachers, please don't, don't think, you know, I know they've been not heads and they act like they're not hearing. But I tell you what, they're probably hearing more than what you think they're hearing. You just keep putting it in their hearts. You keep putting it in their spirit. You keep, you said, oh, that's kind of like that little baby, you know, don't want to take it. You take that spoon and you just keep shoving it in there. After a while, everything on the spoon will disappear. <laughs> and Hallelujah. So you just keep shoving it in there. Praise God. God knows. And, and, and so he'll help us out with all this. And, and so when you look at Acts 2, and I'm going to start about the 31st verse here tonight. And we're going to address this, you know, because uh, we could call this the candy stick or whatever. But I want you to understand something. Peter's standing before the Jews. These are God's people. Boy, I could go into a lot of scriptures from Isaiah and places out of that Old Testament, how they'd been called out and chosen and, and God's people and things. And, and we all know that. We know that as Israel. We know that as Hebrews and Jewish people and where they come from and how God brought them and God called them out and, and things of this nature that took place in the, for them to be where they're at. I mean, he was the one that moved upon uh, the wounds of the mothers and they birthed the children and they, they raised up nations. And so if you go back and read all that, so we know this is God's people right here God's chosen people that Peter's standing before that's questioning him I mean about the events that had just unfolded you go to the beginning of that chapter you're going to see the Holy Ghost is poured out and as it poured, the Spirit poured out upon all they spoke with cloven tongues and split tongues amen as the Spirit of God gave them the utterance and, and so after this initial outpouring and it goes out in the streets they begin to question and ask amen what, what should we do what, you know, what should happen and so I want to pick up there and help us to see he's seeing this before 
spake of the resurrection of Christ. And he's talking about David here, the king, their beloved king. So he's talking about here. That his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. Now he's talking about Jesus here, but David talking about Jesus. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. And they were. They were eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ. That was a requirement. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ and one of the twelve, you had to be a part of the disciples from the very beginning until the end. You had to be an eyewitness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You had to see him for yourself in the form. 40 days that he spent, amen, with the disciples, okay? Because I've heard some say that Paul ought to have been there, but Paul was not an eyewitness of this, amen. So, so you know, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have classified, amen, or qualified for that position. This Jesus had God raised up, whereof we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted in heaven, received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he had shed forth this, which he now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, the Lord, notice how it's spelled, all capital letters, L-O-R-D, the Lord. That's God. This is Jehovah God he's talking about here. Okay? Said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom he have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Yeah, you've crucified him. And we, there's a lot going on, but we won't take the time to do all that. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. You ever been pricked? Amen, sure. These nurses, they know all about it, don't they? Take a thing, they prick you. Amen. That's, you know, like, you like them needles? Poke holes in you and pricked. You don't, it don't feel good, does it? Amen. So they was pricked. So a lot of times in the house of God, things, we're going, we're going to be pricked. Amen. Uh, but thank God. Amen. So they was pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Amen. And, and boy, I could go there for a few minutes, but, but you can go to Matthew, the third chapter. You can read there very carefully. Amen. Especially begin that chapter about repentance. And it talks about Jesus Christ and except he repent. I'm going to tell you something. Without repentance, you're wasting your time being baptized. And I'll talk about that maybe in just a little bit later on with Luke's writings. Amen. But be baptized every one of you. Not just, not just, I've heard people say, well, that was just for the disciples. Well, if that was just for the disciples, then why did Peter just tell, which is about 3,000. <laughs> and it's not, but a few days later, it's 5,000. And so we, we realized by the process that's going on that that's not true. That the hundred, there was a, no, watch this. There was at least 120 in the upper room. So only 12 of them had to get baptized in Jesus' name. Don't make any sense, does it? No, they all had to be baptized. Every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, that means forgiveness. This is the only way this can happen. And uh, I know, uh, we'll watch the time here, because I'm going to give myself about 10 more minutes, because we're going to have plenty of time to go back and do what we want to do. So, but watch this. Can I, can I just speed forward a little bit? I don't mean to, but I'm going to have to. Watch this. So whenever you begin to talk about uh, uh, being baptized in Jesus' name, whenever you go all the way to the Acts of 19 chapter, I've had people tell me, he said, well, what, what, why can't you just do? I had a guy one time, it's back when I was in the shipyard. He said, well, I'm going to do what Jesus said. And I said, yeah, what's that? He said, well, I went to Matthew 18, 29. He said, you know, be the father of the baptized in the name of 
the Father, Son, or the Holy Ghost. I say, what is the name of the Father, Son, or the Holy Ghost? What is the name? If you're going to do that, you got to use the name. There's no power in titles. There's no power in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's just titles. Your president tonight, if he's going to sign anything into legislation, into a bill, you know what? He don't sign it, president. He's got to put down his name, whatever that name is. Amen. Who's, who's serving as the president? You know, like Mr. Biden right now, he'd have to sign it out. You know, he'd have to put his name to it. So just like this, you got to use a name. I'm going to go a step further. Now we, we're dealing with, uh, with people that believe that, you know, well, we'll just do it both. You know, we'll say in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and in Jesus' name. You don't believe it. That counsels it. it counsels out the process. Amen. It counsels out the forgiveness and the washing. It must be done in the name of Jesus, by faith, in this name of Jesus. But when it's done in the name of Jesus, the blood's applied. So we don't matter what sins they are, small or great, amen. He washes them away. And so you, we see here that then Peter said to them, Repent, be baptized, and will you in the name of Jesus Christ, and sin, and ye shall what? Receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for what? The promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as our Lord God shall call. Peter and them still didn't quite get the revelation there. They really didn't. Let me rush you to the 10th chapter of Acts. Cornelius, we know the story. We know how that his alms and his prayers became as a memorial before God. And God sends an angel to him. That angel instructs him. He takes one of his military men, two of his servants. He sends them to Joppa to a man called Simon Peter. Peter's there and about the time they're going to show up. He's, he's hungry. He's going to go up and pray a little bit. Waiting on the vittles to be fixed. And, but while he's up there, he has a vision. And God sends down a, a sheet. A man caught by the four corners and all type of four-footed beast and creeping things and fowls of the air and his, the apostle Peter looks upon this there's a voice that speaks to him amen it tells him to eat and watch what's 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 the response of Peter Peter says not so Lord Peter recognized it was the Lord's voice he knew who, whose voice he knew he knew whose voice that was he said I've never put anything unclean coming unclean in my mouth God goes on to tell him, he said, what God has cleansed, don't you call common or unclean. After tonight, Brother Keith, you won't be common. Amen. It's going to be a different. There's going to be some change, a transforming taking place. Hallelujah. And you know what? Any of you have ever experienced that? Hallelujah. And you know, and that's what you have to be careful sometimes even doing this as a child. Amen. Sometimes you really lose the effect of that. You, you really begin to become accustomed. Amen. To really what transpired and really what took place. And what a power and authority, amen, has been given to you through the blood of Christ, through the blood of Jesus Christ, of washing away, amen, and cleansing us. That's the reason the Bible's taught us, even when we sin and have transgressed, amen, to not wait and not to put it off and not play with that. And, and I believe God gave us some warnings here Sunday night. I really do. I believe there's some in this church, amen, that God warned us in the Holy Ghost to turn up some, some things and, and stop participating in that and start quit flirting with that, amen, amen. Man, and really confess and really repent and you know what the blood can be activated and, and you know what another time I preached on about the mind it's in the mind the battle's in the mind hey, stir up the pure things in me God this vessel belongs to you it's been blood 
bought. Amen. I don't belong to myself any longer. I've been blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I know we beautified that. We, we made it a celebration. We, we made it a pretty thing. They don't paint the Jesus. Well, that's not the real Jesus anyway, but they, they know what year the bloody mask. Amen. That he was. Amen. On that cross. And the price that he paid that day to wash us, to cleanse us, and to purge us. Hallelujah. You know, we live in a world today, don't think it's a big deal to be baptized in Jesus' name. But you're going to see in the scriptures tonight, amen, in these few minutes, it is a big deal. You can't be saved without it. When Nicodemus came to Jesus Christ in John, the third chapter, I'm telling you, he said, a man cannot enter, cannot see or enter to the kingdom of God without being born again of the water and of the spirit. It's impossible. These are the words of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, if there's anything that we ought to get riled up about and stirred up about, amen, telling our friends and telling our neighbors and letting it flow out of us, amen, is the importance of being born again of the water and of the spirit. That's one thing that's wrong with the religious world that we're living in tonight. Too many gatherings. And you know what? It's going to slip into Pentecostals if we're not careful. It's going to slip into the apostolics. Thank God for this truth. Sets us aside. And we got to love it. We got to love it. Love whatever thing it is within us. When you plead that blood, when you lay your hands on your children, amen, or on a circumstance or situation, you really begin to plead the blood and call on the mercy of God and the power of God. you got to believe, you know what? God's going to show up. God's going to do something. God's hearing my prayer. Amen. I need your help, God. I need your anointing. Amen. I was listening to Bishop Odup and, and, uh, in his teachings, and that's one of the areas he's taught us in the last few weeks. And he, and he talked about, he said, don't, don't focus on anointing or your preaching. And don't focus on anointing on your singing and think. He said, focus on, he said, an old elder preacher taught him this. He said, but focus on the anointing upon your life. He said, then when your Bible reading, you'll be anointed. And your your praying said you'll be anointed. And your preaching, you'll be anointed. But you've got to have the anointing of God upon our lives. And to have that anointing, we've got to walk in the Holy Ghost day in and day out. We've got to be steadfast and consistent. I promise you, some of you from Sunday night, the devil's doing everything he possibly can to rob and to take and steal. He doesn't want you to be telling people, man, we had a service Sunday night. We had a pouring out of God Sunday night. Man, we had a move. It's been a long time since I, I've been in a service like that. It's been, man, I'll tell you, that was uplifting. I had somebody even text me and say, man, I'll tell you what, that was awesome. We, we, we had the time of our life. That's the way it's supposed to be. And you know what? We got to fight for it. We got to believe God for it. This is how we're going to get miracles. This is how we're going to have revival. This is how we can turn our community upside down. But you and I have got to be determined, man. Even when we walk out there in that fellowship, Paul in prayer time before service we got to be consistent and steadfast and we got to put something into it you got to you, 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 we can't be anyway I'm, I'm talking about baptism I'm sorry we'll talk about that some other time amen because but it's important it all works together and so as you watch some of this really begin to unfold in different areas uh, I, I won't take time on some of this I better bypass some of this if I don't I won't never touch um some of the errors. Mark 16 and 15 says, And he said unto them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Watch this. Mark 16 and 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. What's the key there? Huh. 
believing. It really is. See, if you don't believe, I can baptize you every day. In Jesus' name. You'll go down as a dry sinner and come up as a wet sinner. That's all that happened. But if you believe that when I go down in this lovely name, and I take on this lovely name, Amen. And that's what the Bible has taught us. I done touched Acts 4 and 12 talks about neither salvation nor the other. For there is none other name under heaven whereby we given among men whereby we must be saved. Acts 8 and 12 says, But when they believed Philip's preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, amen, in him. Both men and women were baptized. Well, I'd love to spend some time there. And because there you're going to see where he goes out. Amen. He begins to preach to them. And they're having miracles and wonders and signs and devils will be cast out but you know what baptized in Jesus name was a part of the sensuality amen of the power and the kingdom of God being activated into their lives and activated into their spirit I mean you know this is a big deal seeing people baptized in Jesus name especially when they've come and repented amen and I know I've kind of bypassed that I didn't want to but I kind of did but you got to repent a repent means making a foul face turn it's not just a mind thing and just well I got good intentions no no, you, you turn from it. If you've got a godly sorrow, you're going to start doing things about doing, not doing it. You're going to start, you know, you're not going to make provision for the flesh. You're going to start doing what you can. You know that things that's unpleasing to God, you're going to quit doing it. You know, if you really fall in love with someone, especially if it's going to be your spouse or your wife or your husband, hey man, if you find out they don't like certain things, that ain't what you're going to do. You ain't going to, you know, I'm going to buy me a whole bucket load of that stuff. Apparently you don't want them. <laughs> no, that ain't what I'm going to do. I'm going to get all rid of all of it. Man, I just paid $100 for that, but if she don't like it, I'm getting rid of it. You know, you want it? <laughs> because you, you're after it. And that's the same way with God. We want to do things that, that, you know, when we turn, when we repent, we have a godly sorrow. We turn from those things. Amen. And turn toward God. Now I want to go to a few scriptures. Amen. Because I know a lot of it will focus. You can go to Acts, the 22nd chapter. There is where it talks about the Paul as he, his testimony. Amen. And he talks about Ananias that came to him and told him to rise up and wash away his sins. I know a lot of people think, well, y'all just book of Acts, books of Acts, books of Acts. Well, watch this. I got a few, few places. Amen. It's not in the book of Acts. Romans 6 and 3 and 4. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. Amen. This is the only way. What do you do with a dead man? You bury him. You don't kick a little dust on him. You don't just sprinkle the dust over him, walk off and leave him. You bury him. Amen. And that's the same way. If we're going to be buried in him, it's in watery grave. We're going to be baptized. We're going into a watery grave. Amen. But let's watch this. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Anybody thankful for that newness of life? Woo, praise God. Amen. That we're no longer bound. I didn't get to on it Sunday morning in that lesson. Amen. When they was called out of 
Egypt. Amen. And delivered from the taskmasters. Sin is a taskmaster. Sin, amen, a servant of sin. There is a difference, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, people sometimes get the idea that, that we just, you know, that we're so sanctified and we think we're so godly and we're better than everybody and we're holy. And folks, uh, they just need to hang around with us a little while. They'll find out all that ain't true. But, but, but what the point I'm trying to make here, amen, but we're not servants of sin. There is a difference. Amen. I don't say we don't sin. We come up short. We do things wrong. We say things wrong and things of that nature, but we're not servants of sin. I'm not bound by the taskmaster. I'm not bound by the addiction. I'm not bound by the devil. I'm not bound by darkness. <laughs> Thank God. Praise God. First Corinthians 6 and 9 talks about, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infinite, nor abusers themselves with mankind. Nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But such were some of you. Woo. But be are washed. Thank God for the washing. <laughs> Thank God for the washing. You know what? <laughs> some people, you know, <laughs> have you ever went and took your clothes and put them in the washing machine? Put the detergent in there and just left them. You got to have one more element, don't you? It's very important too, isn't it? If you're going to get them clothes washed, if you're going to get them clean, it takes, it takes something called water. <laughs> Thank God for water. I'm glad he didn't tell us we had to get in, you know, oatmeal. We didn't have to be buried in peanut butter. Hallelujah. But thank God for water. He puts us in a watery grave. Amen. The eunuch proves that. He told Philip, he said, here's water, what hinders me to be baptized. You can go all the way back to Jesus at the Jordan River with John the Baptist. And John the Baptist testifying and recognized Jesus. And told him, you know, I have need to be baptized of him. But he said, no, you got to baptize me to fulfill righteousness. Jesus Christ left us the example of fulfilling righteousness. Amen. But he was buried what? in the Jordan River. He was baptized, fully submerged. That's a type of grave because why? We have died. we got to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you need to anchor this. You need to make sure you've got that in your mind, in your heart. And if you have experience it. It's for you. It's for you to experience for yourself the cleansing, the purging, the washing. Amen. To activate the power of God. There is no other substitute. There is no other way. Praise God for this to happen or take place in your life. Amen. You could stand. I got just a minute here. Galatians 3 and 27. For as many as you that were been baptized into Christ have what? This is what they're going to do tonight. They're going to put on Christ. Now, they, they've done kind of like the, the Gentiles. They've they, they they done like Gentiles Sunday night. Did y'all know that? They got the Holy Ghost before they got baptized. That's what Cornelius, you know, he, he, he got the Holy Ghost. But when Peter showed up, amen, and I talked about the, the vision a little bit. But you know what? He said he commanded them to be baptized. He didn't give them an option. Even after receiving the Holy Ghost. That's one reason I said, you know what? I'm just going to wait and see. And sure enough, man, it just unfolded. Fell right out there. I told him, I said, hey, whenever y'all get ready, we can do it. And so sure enough, tonight, we're not even going to wait till Sunday morning. We're going to do it tonight. Praise God. And, and Brother, Brother Brandon was standing there, and he sure was glad. He wasn't going to say nothing. Amen. But I ain't going to tell him. But anyway, he ain't, he's not going to be here Sunday, so he's glad. Amen. We're doing it tonight. 
Africa to watch them be buried in the lovely name of Jesus. And folks, when we go over there, I want us, amen, it's Holy Ghost filled people. I want us to unite together and bond together. There's no telling what God may want to do in this baptismal service. Praise God. I believe God wants us to go back to some old-fashioned moves of His power and glory. And this is one of the errors. As we watch people baptized in Jesus' name and come up in the newness of life. You know what? That'll bring a refreshing in our lives. That'll bring a help in our life as the presence and the power of God moves upon us and helps us along this journey. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. If you would, step across the way over there. I know I bypassed some of this. Uh, they're going to go and get ready. Amen. Offering, Tupelo Matchins offering. I am so sorry. Praise God. We're definitely going to do that. Amen. I got so whatever. I even brought the envelope up here uh, to, to do this. So if you have it uh, tonight, if you don't, let us know. Because we could hold to Sunday. But, uh, but we want to take an offering tonight. Uh, Sister Moore, won't you just come play a little bit or something? And uh, let's take an offering tonight. We want to do this for Tupelo's Mansion. Uh, I was going to even read the letter that was sent to us about the three children. Amen. It's carried and brought in. And uh, so, hey, that would give Brother, Brother Keith, Sister Moore, if y'all want to, can go ahead and get ready. Brother Marine, you can go back there with them. And uh, that will give y'all some time to get ready. You won't have to be rushed or anything like that. And, uh, but we want to take this offering tonight. And, uh, you know, my heart just goes out to them. I reread that letter today and, and uh, how they was on the way home and every time they would stop. And, and then after they got to the mansion, how that the oldest one had made mention that uh, tonight, you know, tonight said uh, the family. And, and I couldn't help but think about it because the mother didn't get to go. But yet the three siblings was going to have a clean bed, was going to have a, a, a place where they could sleep. You know, they had been taken out of a parking lot, an old run-down parking lot that was full of drugs and old dirty blankets. And, and the mother had reached a point in a place that she couldn't provide for them. She couldn't do. And so she picks up the phone and she calls the mansion. And, and they, they agreed, made agreement right there on that phone. And from, from, the, from the letter, it was a pretty good drive, amen, to go and pick up these three children. And they prepared the paperwork and made their way and, and made their way out of that parking lot to a little McDonald's right there beside and signed the papers over, amen, to take these three children. Amen. To take them to the mansion and to, to feed them and clothe them and give them a, a, an opportunity of life, an opportunity to, to know God and to, to hear truth. You know, how blessed our children are. Amen. They, they got a clean bed, food to eat, a place to lay their heads. And man, just blessed, blessed of God. And then there's families. We'd be shocked the families that find ourselves in, in these kind of conditions. And you know, some people could, you know, say something about the mother or whatever, but, but they Thank God she had enough interest in, you know what? I've reached a place. I've nothing I can do now. I'm, I'm there. Uh, it's an addiction. It's got me, and I'm, I'm, I'm here. But you know what? I can get some help for my children. I can reach out. I can lift my voice. I can cry out and, and get some help. And so, but you know what? If, if folks like you and I, if we don't help them, they won't have nowhere to take them. Oh, we'd all love to have the money and build half a dozen of them all over the areas. Amen. To help children and bring them in. And, so they could be taken care of. And, and uh, so we love you tonight. And I just felt it would be a good time. If you'd like to be a part of this and join in. Amen. To give. We try to give to them two or three times a year. Amen. Just to help them along the way. And uh, they need our prayers. I tell you what. Why don't we stand? We're going to pray. We're going to pray over this offering. And pray, pray for the mansion. 
pray for all the children, the faculty, amen, the leaders, Brother Judd and them that's there. Uh, that's no doubt, amen. I, uh, I won't call it a burden, it's a calling. Amen. That he's willing to take that on with his family and all those that's willing to work with him in that area to work with those children. You know that has to be heartbreaking. Amen. To go to those things and, 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 and you know to rescue those type of children and give them an opportunity of life. So they need our prayers as well as our finances. So why don't we just take a little moment here tonight and ask God amen to shine down and show his favor and God to help us open our compassion and our hearts up. Amen. Amen. Not just for tonight but maybe you can make this a part of your prayers every day that God would touch that Tupelo mansion God we love you tonight and appreciate you you've been so good to us we're so thankful for your goodness your grace and mercy and another opportunity here tonight to be a part of giving God to be on that giving side your word taught us that it's a greater blessing to give than to receive and God we want to do our part in giving tonight not only just in finances but God we would take out the time to lift up the mansion lift up brother Judd and them and all the, uh, the ministries that's there and the people the parents that takes a part and takes out time and it's their life amen that they're there seven days a week 24 hours a day to 10 to some 150 kids but God as we lift them up before you tonight night that the hand of God that the blessings of the Lord and the favor of God the angelic host would encamp around that place because God you're the one that can take a little make much out of it and we're going to give you the thanks and glory and praise for blessing us that we can be a blessing and be a part of it and we're just thankful to be a part of it and give you the praise for all of it in that precious name of Jesus Christ we pray tonight in Jesus name we pray love you tonight appreciate you God blesses you give you again tonight church let me make a couple announcements the Christmas program will be December the 19th we will have the 26th of December we're going to have a one o'clock service uh, brother Sanford's going to be with us okay that'll be December the 26th that's the day after Christmas we're going to have a one o'clock service so let's don't forget about that youth don't forget about your party night Tuesday, going to be the Tuesday night. I believe it's the 21st, if a memory serves me right. Okay? All right, 7 o'clock. Love you, appreciate you. Let's make our way over.